I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. So I was checking my statistics and it turns out that only one of you guys aren't subscribed. So if you don't want to be the one holdout, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Barka London. This sub inspired a small malicious compliance prank on girlfriend's birthday. So I spent way too much time in this sub reading stories here, and last night an opportunity presented itself to enact my own malicious compliance. So today's my girlfriend's birthday, and we have a bunch of things planned out. One of those things is an escape room with some friends that her mom bought as a present because we're living in a different country. However, girlfriend's mom asked me to keep the event itself a surprise, so girlfriend has no idea what's happening. For the last week, she's been wondering what it could be, and last night after the clock turned midnight, she said to me, I want three guesses, and if I get it right, you have to say yes. I thought about it for a second, and then asked her, that's it? Yep, so I agreed. I knew she wouldn't get it, as this isn't something we would normally go do. She's done it in the past and liked it, but just not a regular thing. And so I let her guess away. At the third attempt, I say yes, because even though it was wrong, nothing had been specified about how I had to answer if she did not get the answer right. I stringed her along for a few minutes about her correct guess before reminding her about her rules and then emphasizing the lack of what to do if the answer was no. She was not amused for all of two minutes, while I got a good chuckle and a small story for a sub that I love. Well, they did say you have to say yes. Let me ask you guys. Are you the kind of person that loves dropping surprise gifts or surprise trips, events, anything like that? Or are you the kind of person that when it comes to giving gifts, you prefer to give it to them as upfront as you can or maybe as soon as possible? Let me know about you guys in the comments down below. Our next story is by Ben Hawking, The Biggest Stocking. As an adult, I traveled to my grandma's mom's mom house for Christmas. Adults were expected to bring our own Christmas stockings, but grandma, and a couple helpers, I think, would fill up everyone's stockings, chocolate, socks, etc., on Christmas Eve. Well, since we were responsible for bringing our own, I found a very large stocking. While maybe I'm partially hoping this will result in lots of chocolate, I also just like making jokes and I found it to be a funny thing to do. Christmas morning, I woke up and checked my stocking and it was full with a 25 pound bag of charcoal. Can't say I didn't deserve it. I just want to believe that this grandma was secretly holding on to a bag of coal for any time somebody was going to try to act up or get wise and they deserve that bag of coal. You gonna go and be a smart butt? Don't be surprised when grandma gives you some coal for Christmas. This next story is by Steve Was Happening Now. Colleague required an agenda, so I created an agenda. A few years ago, I was talking on the phone to a colleague. We were both executives, but didn't report to the other. We ran out of time, but agreed to discuss Project X further in another meeting, which I was to set up between just the two of us. I did the meeting invite. Her admin called and said that Susan doesn't accept meetings without an agenda. I explained Susan knew what the meeting was about. 
The admin was insistent, so I created this agenda. 9 a.m. Meeting starts. 9 to 10 a.m. Discuss Project X. 10 a.m. Meeting adjourns. I held the meeting, and no one ever mentioned my detailed agenda. I mean, while you're at it, if you're going to go on a bathroom break, you might want to draw up a detailed agenda of what's going to happen there, too. 9.30 a.m. Find the bathroom. 9.30 a.m. in 30 seconds, locate the nearest toilet. You might as well make a detailed agenda of how you arrive to work. I get there's like formalized processes and stuff, but sometimes it's just kind of redundant. Our next story is by Lena Cakes. Another manager perspective malicious compliance. I just saw a post from a manager's perspective and it unlocked this memory. I was just starting out in my industry, but quickly was promoted to team lead and then manager of my group. Turns out I made the least of the old team and management wanted them all to quit. Go figure. I live in an area that sometimes gets heavy snow, making getting to the office time consuming and dangerous. My former boss lived in another state and worked from home, but no one else was permitted to work from home, so we all had to deal with it. Most of the senior managers worked out of state from home. One year, it was pretty bad, and when I suggested leniency on working from home, my boss said I could work from home, but no one else could, and if they didn't like it, they'd have to use their pathetically little vacation days. I lived closest to the office, so there was no way in heck I could tell my team they had to report, but I was going to stay home, and I thought the whole thing was BS. So, one very snowy day, I got a call from an employee requesting to work from home. I informed her of the policy, and she was pissed and said, fine, I'll take a day off. A few minutes later, another call, same results. We had a huge workload that day, and ended up with me and one other person working. I called my boss to ask her what to prioritize, and to inform the sales team we wouldn't hit their deadlines. I could hear the steam coming out of her ears when I explained the team took PTO. Before the next storm, the rules changed to if there's a state of emergency, they can work from home, and then again to if the school's closed in their area, they can work from home. I left that place and haven't looked back. Last I heard, they're still being crazy aggressive about work from home, and management is at each other's throats with high turnover and not-so-quality employees. Now, I don't know if I sound a little biased here, but I think work from home is a pretty good idea. I think if there was ever a positive that came out of this pandemic, it's that a lot of employers had to switch to work from home to just make it work. And that happened for a lot of places that staunchly refused work from home. But once they had to do it and once they tried it out, it's been revealed to be a relatively successful thing. Obviously, not every business can be work from home, but a lot of places can, and they just prefer to have that in-person connection, but a lot of times it's more like supervision, ability to micromanage, stuff like that. This next story is by PM Me Your Dank Memes. Stay at the table until you finish your vegetables. I am a stubborn person. As a child, vegetables made me gag. I also hated textures, but I compromised. I would eat anything without veggies. I also didn't care about sweets and tended to stare into space as a pastime. My parents were concerned for my nutrition. They tried escalating tactics. One, you don't get dessert unless you eat the veggies. Huh, no big loss. Two, no dinner until you finish veggies. No problem, I can ignore hunger. Three, alternate bites of veggies and other food. First bite was very big of normal food then done. 4. Can't leave the table until eat veggies. This one was the funniest to me. They had to let me eat something as they were losing the power struggle, but they assumed I would need to go to bed. 
Anyway, I had no trouble complying. I slept at the table. They walked into my room saying they hoped I hadn't broken the rule, then calling my name, and they found me at the table. They tried saying I also couldn't have breakfast until I ate the now cold veggies. The veggies had been canned. Least appetizing prospect. I just sat there in yesterday's clothes knowing my mom had to go to work. I tried to get out of school siding the table and that I was already going to be late if I had a change. I don't remember after that, but I assume I went to school. I was about five. Unfortunately, they gave up. And it was ten years until I ate veggies. Ah, yeah, that was probably bad for me, but what could the parents do? My mom tried to force feed me a carrot when I was four, and that didn't help. Although OP was very staunch in what they were doing, and they tried a good few things, I still think this falls on the parents. Whether it's like super finely chopping them up, or trying to figure out like a smoothie or something, or even just like buckling down and trying to get like OP to take vitamins or something. Reading this, it does leave you a little bit concerned as far as OP's health growing up. Our next story is by Jerry Boy One, Old Lady and a Rat. Hi from New Zealand. I was managing a large farm supply shop, stock feed, fence posts to animal health, and I lived in the countryside. I was well known locally and would often chuck some bits and pieces into my ute, pickup truck, and drop them off to clients on the way home. One older lady, Mrs. Grumpy, 70, would ring, want a 40 kilogram bag of dog biscuits delivered, lugged into a distant shed and emptied into a 200 liter drum with a removable lid. Never a thank you or moving obstacles to make it easier. I did it as her husband had been a good client and a nice guy. The last time I delivered to her, I took the lid off the drum and there was a huge rat running around on the bottom of the drum. I slowly tipped the dog biscuits in. The rat kept climbing. After 40 kilograms, it was near the top. Then I slammed the lid on. Dear old Mrs. Grumpy never got me to drop any more off. Now we all know that Mrs. Grumpy clearly would have opened that drum, saw that rat, had a heart attack, died, got revived, and came back blaming OP for putting the rat in the drum. It wasn't there before the delivery. And our final story of the day is by Daychrist. Your job isn't helping customers. I'd just started working at Fry's. For those who don't know, it was a big box electronics retailer, sort of like a micro center with terrible management at anything above the department manager level. I found this out firsthand shortly after finishing training. I worked in the components department, think computer parts for builds and electronic stuff you'd find at Radio Shack, and I was a sales associate. That meant I was on the lowest rung and didn't earn a commission from sales. My department manager had explained to me that I didn't get commission, but my primary responsibility was still helping anyone who came to the department. If you did well enough at this, you'd be moved to commission sales where you made the big bucks. So I tried to be helpful. Plus, everyone wore the same white shirt and tie, and customers didn't know the difference between commission sales and associates. Then corporate came. The corporate components manager breezed in to tell everyone how to do their job, and in her eyes, that meant I was supposed to be putting together product schematics to the exclusion of everyone else. So she condescendingly took me aside to review how to put products on a peg. In the middle of this demonstration, someone came up to ask where a product was, and I tried to help them. That didn't sit well with corporate lady, so she stopped me in front of the customer and told me that wasn't my job, and that she would help the customer. That earned her an odd look from the customer, but whatever. 
So I continued doing the schematic. It wasn't exactly the rocket surgery she made it out to be. Apparently she got distracted haranguing other people because it was an hour or so before she walked by. While I was helping another customer. Again, she came up and started yelling at me that my job wasn't helping customers and I needed to get back to work or she would write me up. I shrugged. Whatever. It was a job I took to pay bills during grad school, so it wasn't worth arguing. I would do exactly what she said, though. I was putting together a product schematic right near the front entrance that day. That meant a lot of people would come through, and I was the first worker they saw. So they'd come up to me and ask where to find something. Normally, I'd be happy to help, but not that day. I wasn't going to get written up. No, sir. So, every time someone asked me to point them to something... I politely apologized and told them I couldn't help. They'd inevitably get angry when they realized I wasn't helping them, so I'd apologize again and tell them it was corporate policy that I wasn't allowed to help them. And oh, by the way, that policy was put in place by corporate manager, who just so happened to be at the components podium that day if they wanted to go ask her anything or talk to her about that policy. She never did come over to apologize or tell me to do anything any differently. This lady was too convinced that her way of doing things was the right way. I did have the pleasure of looking down the aisle to the podium and seeing a steady stream of irate retail customers who are always a special mix of belligerent and stupid laying into her with complaints that got more and more irate as they realized everything I told them was true. I'm told she didn't end up getting much done that day because she was too proud to admit it would be better for me to take five seconds out of hanging products on pegs to point someone to the right part of the store. As soon as she left, we went back to helping anyone who came through. Even if I was doing the extremely difficult intellectual task of hanging products on the proper peg. I wasn't at all surprised a few years later when the company started circling the drain because they couldn't pave over the incompetence at the corporate level in a world where Amazon and Newegg were eating their lunch. How are you going to have be helpful to customers as an incentive to move up but then also have corporate managers come in and say, Your job isn't to help customers, don't you dare do that. The corporate manager is basically saying, do stuff that's outside the scope of your job if you want to get a better promotion. But I better not dare catch you doing it. But if you do it and you do it well, you'll get a promotion. But I better not catch you doing it. It's really no surprise, if you go to a store, an electronic store especially, You're looking for some part you're just not very sure about. You see clearly an employee, you go up to them and you say, hey, where is so-and-so part? Or hey, could you help me real quick? And they say, sorry, can't help you, company policy. I can see how that would drive customers away from your store, probably permanently. Why go to an electronic store where you're not gonna get any help? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.